Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shears, Pastor and Certified Kingdom Advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this program to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's program or podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. That is 888-226-7614. You can find our information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can also find us at Kingdom Plan Advisory on Facebook. I'm going to touch on a subject that I've, I've skated around uh, on several different podcast episodes, but I want to get a little bit more in depth uh, today. I want to talk to you about annuities. And the reason I want to talk to you about annuities is there's a lot of, of just bad information about annuities floating around out there. There's a lot of bad or incorrect information uh, coming from advisory firms um, that, that are scaring people away from annuities. And I want to, to number one, uh, just share with you, you know, my experiences over the last 25 years with annuities, kind of explain the different types of annuities, how they're utilized, uh, and then the, the suitability of annuities. So I just recently heard someone say, you know, I've, someone told me that never to, to invest in annuities. I said, well, that's, that's just pure ignorance. Um, if the person doesn't know anything about your financial situation, they, they just can't come out with a blanket statement and say, you know, you should never touch an annuity. So let's let's talk about the, the different types of annuities. Um, and, and I would just briefly give an explanation of, of the four types um, that, that we have access to. So the first is a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity can come in, in two different forms. A fixed annuity can either have a multi-year guaranteed rate Kind of like a CD, right? A multi-year guaranteed rate, maybe, for example, a five-year guaranteed rate at 3.2% for those five years. The rate never changes. At the end of the five years, the the money is uh, uh, either rolled over into a, a new period uh, at the declared interest rate, or you can choose to take the, the money out of the annuity. Um, and I'm going to talk about tax consequences of doing that here here in a few minutes. But a fixed annuity is, is simply a, a contract between you and a life insurance company. So annuities are, are issued through life insurance companies. They're not life insurance, but they are a fixed uh, uh, investment vehicle. So fixed annuities pay a fixed interest rate. And if it's a multi-year, uh, multi-year guaranteed annuity, it'll pay it over that term, maybe three years, five years, seven years, ten years. Now, there's another type of fixed annuity that will declare, for example, a one-year rate. And then at the end of two years, it may declare another rate. So it's only declared for that one year. And then it'll, it'll either continue, it'll either decrease, stay the same, or increase. All right? That is a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity will have a surrender period. Okay? A surrender period. Now, I'm not going to get too in-depth with this because each insurance company has their own 
types of surrender charges. So a surrender charge is basically a, a penalty for taking all of your money out within that period. So let's, let's use a five-year annuity. Let's say it's a five-year, multi-year guaranteed annuity. And you are allowed, you could either possibly take out 10% a year without penalty, uh, without penalty, or you may be able to take out interest, or you may not be able to take out anything. It depends on what the contract says. But if you do take it out, there's, there's going to be a surrender charge uh, schedule. It may be, you know, a 5% penalty the first year, may decline, it may be a declining surrender charge. Like I said, I don't want to get too in-depth with that. But that's one of the reasons a lot of people say don't don't use annuities because they're surrender charges. Well, there's surrender charges on CDs as well, um, you know, on many CDs. It, it, it's one of those things that that really kind of plays into suitability. Now, that is a fixed annuity. Once again, multi-year guaranteed rate or a renewable type of annual type of rate. The second type of annuity. It's, some people will still call them a fixed annuity, but they're just a little bit different. They're called equity indexed annuities. These are very popular. Equity index annuities are, are being sold um, across the board right now by a lot of different people. Uh, some good, some bad. So an equity index annuity normally will have exposure to indices. Uh, many of them may be the S&P 500, but there, have been, there are hybrids out there that are, are correlated to different indices, maybe the Russell 2000 or the Dow 30 or whatever it may be, you are not invested in the stock market. Okay? An equity indexed annuity, you are not invested in the stock market. But you may have a participation rate, okay, that is affiliated with that indice. Participation rate that is affiliated with that indice. Your participation rate may be 100% or lower. Okay? Maybe 100% or lower. Um, it just really depends. Uh, there are also cap rates. So participation rate may be 70%. So if uh, the, the S&P, for example, if you were in a equity index annuity that had uh, correlation or exposure to the S&P index, 500 index, and let's say the S&P did 10% and you were at a 70% participation rate, you would probably get, a, and I'm being very, very general here, but you would get a credit of, of 7% because your participation rate in the contract was 70% of 100%. There's cap rates, so you, you would basically participate in any growth of that particular index until the cap rate, cap rate may be five, six, seven percent, whatever it may be. That, I'm telling you, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different contracts out there. So I'm, I'm just going to be general, but I just want you to understand the types of annuities that are out there. I'm really going to get into the suitability and the uses of these in more depth. The the equity index annuities. Uh, one of the the benefits is a lot of times they will have a guaranteed. Withdrawal income benefit or a guaranteed income benefit associated with that. Okay, that's something that you you would you would highly consider if you're looking at purchasing one of these products. Fourth type of annuity is a variable annuity. A variable annuity actually has exposure to markets, <laughs> depending on what you invest in in the sub accounts. 
but a variable annuity uh, acts. Uh, I, I kind of equate them to like a 401k or a 403, 401. They will have sub accounts. You're not investing in individual stocks. You can't say, well, within this variable annuity, I want to invest in Walmart. No, it's going to be sub accounts. For example, uh, a growth or an income or a bond fund or whatever it may be. But you are exposed to market risk. The first two, you are not. You are not. If the market goes down, if you're in a fixed annuity, you're not going to lose any money. You're not exposed to market fluctuations. If you are in an equity index annuity, even though it's tracking these indices, if the market was negative for the year, that let's say that indice was negative, you just basically have a 0% credit for the year. You have no loss, but you have no credit. Variable annuity, if the market went down, depending on what sub-account you're in, you may be down. If if the market went up and, and you're in a sub-account that, that uh, you know dec- directly correlates to the market, which you would be in a variable annuity, you, you're, you may uh, experience some gain. All right? There, a variable annuity is, is once again, growth-oriented. Okay, it can also have income benefits. Once I said, there are hundreds of different types out there. That is why I'm not going to get too in depth because they all have their own bells and whistles. All right, some of these things are very uh, uh, plain, very very easy to understand. Some of them have a lot of moving parts. The last type of annuity I want to talk to you about is a SPIA, a Single Premium Immediate Annuity. A Single Premium Immediate Annuity is basically um, equivalent to like a pension. Um, so a Single Premium Immediate Annuity, you put in, a, a let's say, $100,000. And you could take that, that money back over a period of time. You could take it over a lifetime, uh, maybe a period certain. Uh, maybe a period certain with a cash refund. There's there's many different settlement options if you don't live long enough to get all your money back. Okay, uh, but if you take a life option um, with no no additives, if you just say a, a life a life option pays you more than the others. But if you pass away three or four years into that contract, um, you don't get the rest of your money back. No one does. The beneficiaries don't. If you don't add a cash refund option uh, or a settlement option uh, or have some type of period certain on there, I know this. I'm moving through these pretty fast, and and if you if you want to talk to you, to to me in detail about these different types of annuities, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. But there's basically four types. So you got the fixed annuity, you got the equity indexed annuity. Sometimes people call them fixed. I, I, I don't. They're equity indexed annuities, variable annuities, and a SPI, a single premium immediate annuity. Now, he, let, let's talk about the pros and cons. The pros and cons. Now, as a, a investment advisor representative, um, I, I manage money, whether it, it be you know in the market, maybe within an annuity, maybe it, real estate, whatever it may be. Um, and I usually follow some pretty strict uh, suitability guidelines when it comes to uh, utilization of annuities. In any form or fashion, because as we age, I feel strongly that we need liquidity. Now, I mentioned earlier that annuities oftentimes have surrender charges. Okay, there are some annuities out there that that waive surrender charges. Uh, some of them are fee based, but they, there's not many of them. Um, so they're not liquid. 
per se. You can get your money out, but you may pay a surrender charge if you're still still within that contract period, whether it be a five-year, seven-year, or ten-year. Uh, I've seen some of them go out as far as 20 years, right? That, um, I think that's a really, really horrible idea, uh, but uh, I, I, I see them. I could pull one up right now and, and look at you know, 12, 14, 20-year uh, annuities. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't recommend that, but I don't consider annuities liquid because of the surrender charges. If, if you needed a lump sum above 10% and 100% of your money is in annuities, people, that, that is really not, not good uh, uh, financial planning. It's not good stewardship. Now, <clears throat> being that they're not liquid... You know, it, depending on your age, depending on your income situation, everyone is different. But I very seldom would, would ever use uh, annuities for more than 60% of a portfolio. Oftentimes, it's 40%. Uh, now, that's my opinion. That's simply my opinion, okay? The, you know, once again, everyone's situation is different. Now, <clears throat> I want to address this, you know, all annuities are bad concept. I can tell you right now that I do not agree with that. I utilize annuities. I utilize annuities to to create a a platform or um, some fixed or guaranteed money that there's no market exposure. All right, everyone's situation is different. Everyone has different suitability. Everyone has risk tolerance. But I will use annuity contracts. Maybe a fixed annuity. Maybe an equity indexed annuity. Uh, I, I very seldom use variable annuities, but I have in the past. Um, but I very seldom will use a variable annuity when a, there's fees and costs to, to variable annuities that to me sometimes are a little high. Uh, and I could find, I could, I could give you exposure to the market at a much uh, more cost effective way within either a fee based account or a brokerage account, retail account. So, <clears throat> suitability, I'm looking at liquidity, I'm looking at your risk tolerance, okay? Um, that, you know, if you're uh, in a, a moderate or moderate conservative uh, or maybe growth oriented, your exposure to annuities and or market will really dictate whether I use annuities. Very, very few times will I ever use an annuity for a young person. Uh, maybe a variable annuity, uh, but mostly uh, I, I just don't. Once again, I am expressing opinions. Consult your, your current advisor, or I'd be happy to talk to you in detail about your situation uh, because you are different than the, the other person or other people that are listening. But I will u- utilize annuities to give me that fixed or guaranteed portion of a portfolio because CD rates are so low right now. If I if, if CD rates were in a 5 6 or 7% range... Um, then, then I would probably be utilizing some CDs within a person's portfolio. Uh, I may be using just. Uh, th- there was a time that I was getting seven or eight percent on a, a seven-year fixed annuity. I used them a lot, and sometimes I could guarantee them out to ten years on a, for example, seven percent. Those don't exist anymore. So we're, we've got to be creative and and doing the best thing with the least amount of exposure that a person could tolerate. Um, you know, suitability-wise. Taxes absolutely come into play. You know, I've heard advisors say, do not use a, a, an annuity uh, for a qualified account uh, because they're already tax deferred. So let's, let's talk about 
Let's talk about the taxation. So annuities are taxed differently. So if you have a non-qualified annuity, a non-qualified annuity, it's not an IRA, uh, you know, it, it's non-qualified. Any gain on that contract is taxed at ordinary income. That's different. Okay? That is different. And there is not a step up at your death on an annuity. For example, if you owned a uh, thousand shares of Walmart stock and you paid a dollar a share for it, and now it's worth a hundred thousand uh, dollars, and your benefit, your children inherit that from you, they get a step up, which means that they they have a new cost basis based on the date of your death. An annuity, you can't do that. If you if you put in a, a ten ten thousand dollars and it's worth now a hundred thousand dollars. There's $90,000 of gain that's going to be going to be taxed as ordinary income to your beneficiaries. People, that is a big deal. Okay? That is a big deal. We've got to be careful with how we utilize an annuity uh, for taxable purposes. Um, an IRA, taxes are really not the issue. doesn't matter whether it's, it's in a, a brokerage account or an annuity. If it's a qualified account, no taxes have been paid. So there's not a taxable situation whether it's annuity or brokerage account, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. It doesn't make a difference. But it does come into play on non-qualified money. Non-qualified money. You, def you are deferring paying taxes on that non-qualified annuity. If you take it out, taxes ordinary income at your tax rate. If you have beneficiaries that inherit it at your death, it's taxes ordinary income. That may be a positive or a negative. It really just kind of depends. Uh, on your particular situation. Now, I, I, please understand, I know that I'm flying through this, okay? But what I'm trying to, to impose upon you is that there are so many different variations and so many different opportunities and so many different positives and or possibly negatives that you just cannot stand back and throw a blanket over all news and say they're bad because I'm telling you right now, your situation dictates. And I'm telling you, I... Don't consider myself a bad advisor, and I will utilize annuities for certain circumstances. I like uh, in, in in some uh, situations, depending on beneficiaries uh, or lack of beneficiaries, maybe no natural born children. Uh, a lot of times, I may consider a single premium immediate annuity with a lifetime benefit, just to give them the most income at their at their age. Um, if a person is very, very conservative, I may blend some fixed annuities uh, if it's non-qualified with some municipal bonds, uh, government bonds, those types of things, just to, for diversification. You know, King Solomon in Ecclesiastes said, divide by seven and yes, eight. Okay, for you do not know what tomorrow brings. Talking about diversification. So annuities can be a, a very uh, valid uh, uh, type of vehicle um, in in a person's portfolio but once again I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out there it depends on your situation but those people that stand back and say annuities are bad for whatever reason will never debate me you know many times they think they're going to debate a life insurance salesman who is not a financial planner or portfolio manage uh, well a person who manages portfolios um, which which I do. I'm an I'm a investment advisor representative um, 
fee-based and or uh, uh, transaction-based, depending on what's best for my clients. And all of a sudden, you got a guy that's been doing this for a quarter of a century that says, uh, you know, not all annuities are bad. They, a lot of times they're like, uh, well, um, you and they kind of get stopped in their tracks because they've never had that argument or debate with someone who actually knows, right? Um, people say, well, commissions are really high on annuities. It, it depends. All annuities have different commission rates. Um, the one of the things about annuities is you don't normally pay the commit. You don't see it. You know, if you invested a hundred thousand, you got a hundred thousand going to work. If you put a hundred thousand into a fee based account, you're going to be paying, uh, you know, maybe one uh, upwards of 2% uh, fee for that. If you have a transactional account, you may be paying, you know, um, transaction costs to buy and sell shares, uh, an annuity. You don't see that, you know, that, but that's basically the reason for the surrender charge because they paid the, the agent who has offered that to you, uh, and the insurance company is not, not going to get stuck with paying a commission and then surrendering the contract three months later. It, it, it's not, that's not beneficial for the insurance company. Um, now, are there guarantees? What what guarantees? Each state is different. Uh, normally, the annuities are covered by the... Well, not normally. They are covered by the state guarantee fund. I just urge you to research what the state guarantee fund is. Um, you know, it's not FDIC. Uh, and and um, But I can tell you, in 25 years, I've never seen one penny lost in a fixed annuity. Not one. Uh, and I can tell you, as a person who's been managing money for a very long time... I have seen people lose money in companies that have went uh, Chapter 11. Um, so, you know, the, like I said, there are uses if it's used properly. I do not agree with a life insurance agent that puts 100% of someone's money simply because that's all that they can do into, uh, for example, an equity index annuity. If all they can do is that, then they, they need to deal with someone like me that says, okay, you know, you, you can deal with the, the, the equity index annuity, that other 40% that they that, that client needs in liquidity, we got to figure out where to have that liquidity, whether it's in a brokerage account, whether it's in a money market, whether it's in savings, liquidity has to be there. So I'm going to end it with this. Annuities are not a bad thing. But they can be misused. If properly used, annuities are a great option for a lot of people. Okay? A great option for a lot of people. Here's the easiest way to do this. If you have questions, you know, is, is, are annuities right for you? Are you in an annuity if you don't know if, it's, if, if it was a good thing or not that you did? Or if you're 100% in annuities and you're like, oh, Jay, you just said I need liquidity. You know, there's ways that that, that can be approached possibly, um, depending on if you're taking income from it, you know, possibly take a 10% free withdrawal to build your liquidity base, your emergency fund, that type of thing. Uh, but like I said, a lot of moving parts. Um, some of them are very, very simple, like the fixed annuity. Uh, there's not a whole lot of moving parts. Equity index annuities, moving parts. Variable annuities, moving parts. Um, and, and I, I can almost assure you that most people don't understand what they've bought. So reach out and give me a call. I'd be happy to help you at 888-226-7614. I could give you a, just a second opinion on what you currently own. Uh, maybe ways to fix, uh, your current portfolio allocations that, 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 uh, you have the liquidity, you have the risk exposure that you need, um, and, and go from there. So I hope that helps. Um, I know it's a lot of information to digest, 
but it really calls for an additional conversation. So God bless. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.